welcome back to another episode of Tea Time. I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. And today we're going to be talking about something that recently blew up over the weekend. Um, it is the Illinois Safety Act. And essentially what happened is a bunch of Instagram and TikTok accounts have posted this information, essentially calling it, or not even information, they just posted the title of calling it Illinois's purge. Yes. And there's this photo that's circulating on like Instagram and it says um, that beginning January 1st, 2023, um, there's about 12 non-detainable offenses Um, but this is not true. So the ones that are on here are aggravated battery, aggravated DUI, aggravated fleeing, arson, burglary, drug-induced homicide, intimidation, kidnapping, robbery, second-degree murder, and threatening a public official. And this is just spreading a lot of misinformation via social media. Essentially, it's fear-mongering. Because a lot of what following people just talking about this, a video, a clip of a police officer talking about the act went viral. Essentially, he was saying that, oh, my, my police force isn't going to be able to handle this. We're going to be overrun. Um, essentially, just asking for donations and asking for a larger police budget, which is not the case. And obviously, like, like I don't know, common sense people, mm-hmm. like seriously, do you really think that Illinois is going to legalize or have a potentially... Um, just, like, easier way for criminals to get away with homicide and right. kidnapping. And like, arson, like... That, like these right. huge charges that hurt a lot of people, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, it just... Both of us saw this spreading over the weekend, and we were like, how are people believing this? Right. And, like, I don't know. It's just... I think it's another... It brings into light another issue that a lot of times, like, people won't even, like, just Google it. Mm-hmm. And like find a credible news source that explains it, because we found one from the Capitol, and it explains like everything about the act, and none of those offenses are like specifically non-detainable. Mm-hmm. So, like essentially, this also, by the way, this act was passed in May. This has happened a while ago, and it didn't blow up now until social media covered it, mm-hmm. and it obviously specifically because of the way they covered it, mm-hmm. making it seem like it's the end of the world, leave Illinois while you can, we're going to be overrun with crime, all these fear-mongering tactics, when essentially what the Safety Act at the core of it, so we're looking at um, Capital News Illinois, which is news that comes straight from the Capitol building, mm-hmm. which, um, shout out, Fidette alum, Grace Kinnikit, we're reading your article right now. <laughs> um, it's... What is in the Safety Act? A look at 2021 criminal justice reform and how it has evolved. So essentially, what the law originally aimed to do is eliminate cash bail. Because mm-hmm. we were talking about this, and we uh, it's been a discussion that's been going on around just different social groups for a long time, is cash bail predominantly negatively affects poor people and people of color. Mm-hmm. Because um, with cash bail systems in place... What it, their bail is set to allows or not allows somebody to wait for their trial in or, in or out of prison. If you can pay your cash bail, you wait out of prison. If you can't pay your bail, you wait in prison. Which, as you can probably guess, and from the context clues I've given, targets poor people disproportionately. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, let's say somebody's given a $10,000 bond 
a rich person can easily pay that out of pocket. Right, like it's nothing. Exactly. Like it's like pocket change to them. Mm. Whereas a poor person, that's like their entire life savings if they even have that much. Right. Because another fact a lot of people forget is the majority of the people in America live paycheck to paycheck. Not just in Illinois, in America live paycheck to paycheck. They don't, I know I don't have enough, I don't have $10,000 mm-hmm. in my account right now. Right. I'm sure most people don't. Nope. So that's like the point of this is to eliminate cash bail and instead not this of throwing it out the window and saying that everybody gets to wait at home because obviously, like we said, there are dangerous acts that people commit, obviously right. crimes. So they want to keep dangerous people in prison, obviously. Mm-hmm. So what they're having everybody do is they're giving them a court date where the judge decides based on what their crime was mm-hmm. and how violent or dangerous they're perceived to be, they will get to spend either their time waiting for their court date out of prison or in prison. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, a judge should, they would know the difference between a violent criminal and someone who got caught with a gram of weed. Exactly. And I think that's the big, like, there's a huge difference. hmm Like, there's so many people in prison for nonviolent drug offenses that are probably just sitting there because they can't afford bail. Exactly. And then, again, like we said, that courts negatively, disproportionately negatively affect people of color. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people of color, specifically black men, are like three times more likely to be pulled over by the police. Yeah. So, obviously, there are more of them in jail because they're simply just, they get caught more because mm-hmm. more police are on the lookout for them. Or just, you know, they so happen to pull over that many, either like... If you look at it statistically with, like, prisons, I don't have this information pulled up exactly, so it's not going to be on the dot. But from what I remember from the last time I Googled this was um, black people make up about 13% of our country's population. But in prisons, they make up, like, 40%. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane. It's yeah. not proportionate at all. Mm-hmm. So, And I remember seeing, like, it was kind of more, like, by the summer of 2020. I just remember, like everyone like pulling up stuff about predominantly not all but a big portion of that percentage were in for nonviolent offenses oh absolutely and that's brought up a huge conversation since weed has been legalized in several mm-hmm. states in the United States is because there are a lot of people in prison right now for nonviolent drug offenses mm-hmm. for obtaining weed or something right. and clearly there's a big difference between like you know a huge like like a large, large quantity of drugs versus a small amount. Yeah, like, you see, like, those drug-busting videos at, like, the border or something, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we just found 5,000 pounds of cocaine. Like, right. obviously, that's different yeah. than, like, like you said with your example, a gram of weed. Right. Like, that's so Like, that is not worth, like, years in prison, let alone just waiting there because you can't afford your bail. Yeah, exactly. That's what we were talking about, is a lot of this precedes current day. Like, mm-hmm. in the past... Black people would be arrested for, like, loitering or something Mm -hmm. like that. Or, like, they'd be accused without having any evidence. So another part of this bill, um, which has gotten a a lot of controversy as well, is that police need to be able to provide evidence within 48 hours for you to be detained. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they'll let you go. And that's where a lot of people are, like, throwing it. They're like, oh, they're going to let kidnappers and murderers back on the street. If you think about it, if somebody has been murdered or they kidnap somebody, there's a good bit of evidence right. already there. Yeah. And 
like I get it. Like this is a part where personally to me, it's a little bit more confusing on why 48 hours versus 72 hours mm-hmm. or something like that. Because the police in this article that we have pulled up, police argued that um, 48 hours isn't enough time to go through body cam footage, mm-hmm. which I'm not a police officer. I can't attest to that. Obviously, I don't know how long it takes to go through body cam footage. But there is other evidence other than body cam footage, right. you know? Right. And if the person is arrested, there has to be a reason why. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. It's like fingerprints don't, I don't think they take 48 hours to come back if they're a match. You know, something like that. Right. I just so, feel like in very urgent situations, like, like you said, I'm not a police officer. But I feel like in urgent situations, like, if you arrest someone, like, get on it mm-hmm. like, exactly so what this another part of what this bill aims to do is to help or encourage police officers to prioritize dangerous violent crime mm-hmm. which is i mean what they should be doing exactly so instead of forcing um or not forcing but like diverting police's attention from like somebody who went five miles over the speed limit or somebody who is parked in a spot where they shouldn't have been parked at mm-hmm. police are focusing on homicide they're focusing on violent accidents they're focusing Mm -hmm. on burglaries you know stuff like that that really impacts people's lives obviously if somebody was going five hours over the speed limit and they like hit somebody that's a different story you know but like this is what what they're prioritizing is like i feel like common sense yeah i agree i feel like like when i when i read this article i was kind of just like all of this makes sense like it's just kind of like i personally don't really see a different like how someone could see this and think that this is like wrong yeah and like we said earlier a lot of this is coming from misinformation and Mm -hmm. fear-mongering something i brought up i was just talking about this with our editors just out before we started filming this that a lot of the outlets that i've seen cover specifically this bill are right-wing media and like Mm -hmm. like not okay right-wing media is a stronger word but like Right, Republican-affiliated media. Conservative? Conservative media, yes. So, like, here, I'll pull up some, like, Mm -hmm. for this, a lot of this bill also does, like, it doesn't make sense. In the article, there was, um, like, one of the first um, sources that pulls up when you, um, Mm -hmm. when you search for the, for the bill is Must Read Alaska. Why is Alaska covering Yeah, like, that just doesn't make sense. And I'm and going to tell you why. Alaska's a pr- historically predominant. They actually just won a Democratic nomination okay. a couple of weeks ago. But they predominantly are um, Republican mm-hmm. state. So that would explain, or my hypothetical, for why they're covering this story, at least. Obviously, it's not proven. Right. But, mm-hmm. yeah, sorry, I cut you off. What were you no, you're saying? fine. Um, no, I was going to say in the article um, written by Grace on Capitol News Illinois, um, quoting her article, it says that Republicans have referred to it as a de facto defund the police bill. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, another fear-mongering tactic. We, mm-hmm. me and Aaron, both read this. There is no actual defunding of police in this. Right. In fact, they're allocating $10 million yeah. to the police, to local law enforcement. Right. And, like, everything that, like, they listed, like, how much money was getting, like, reallocated and, like, exactly what it's for, like body cameras mm-hmm. and um i'd have to look for what else but the training the, it was things equipment. that right and like um like uh training yeah training mm-hmm. and like uh different like protocols for yeah. like how much like force they can use yeah so like chokeholds will be banned due right. to this legislation common sense what? exactly we saw 
there has been decades showing why chokeholds are a bad idea in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And we've seen videos, especially in 2020, yeah, of excessive police force being right. used. And I mean, it's still 2022, but when this is, bill is going to be in effect, like, that was three years ago. Yeah. It's just... And people still die at the hands of police. Yeah. And, like, I'm obviously, there are times when a police using force is, like, again, it's specified in this bill that if the police police's life or if others surrounding them is believed to be in imminent danger police are allowed to use force Mm -hmm. what this is another part of this bill where i saw them um where people were like arguing against it was if somebody's fleeing the scene Mm -hmm. um police cannot use force to detain them or like you know so if somebody is running away from the cops essentially cops can't shoot at them Mm -hmm. which i mean there's uh, this brings me back to uh it was a Law and Order episode I watched, like, <laughs> so it's not real, like, this was a scene, but it ha- that, what you just explained happened, and the police shot the suspect, and it turned out to be, like, a 16-year-old boy, like, who yeah. just got, like, he was scared. Well, there, there are real-life examples of that, mm-hmm. too, is I think one example, I actually don't, I'm not going to actually use the case that I'm thinking of, because I don't know if it, if that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened to err on the side of caution here, but I'm, I'll use an example of like when police use no knock warrants, mm. you know, and they just shoot blindly into a household. Wasn't that what happened with Breonna Taylor? That's exactly what yeah. happened because police didn't announce themselves mm-hmm. or anything like that. They thought that an intruder was coming, so they shot back. So think about in that similar situation, if police use a no knock warrant and somebody didn't know that it was the police and they thought it was an intruder, if they ran away out of fear for their own lives police shouldn't be able to shoot at them right if they have no evidence that like this person was exactly mm-hmm. who they were looking for then like there's just there's especially with how much you think of with racial profiling yeah in police in the united states um that's another reason why they're using the 48 hour period if someone's being detained because they match a suspect description that is inherently also the racially mm-hmm. also racial profiling right because chances are they don't look exactly like the photo, mm-hmm. but they look kind of similar. Right. So it's like, it's subjective. Right. And I mean, that can go both ways for guys, girls, like oh, absolutely. anyone. For white people, for black right. people. It just, it's just like, uh, this law is supposed to just protect people from right. excessive force from cops. Mm-hmm. But cops and, right, or cop supporters have been, have swung this to make you think that they're making the world unsafe. Yeah. That like, woke liberals are trying to suppress our rights and make the world more dangerous. Mm-hmm. But like... Like That's the, kind of what's happening. Mm-hmm. No, I just remember, like, this past week, and I saw that, like, that post of, like, all the non-detainable offenses. Like, I saw it on, like, a bunch of people's Instagram, and I was like, there's no way that this is true. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like the purge. Like, you can, like do a DUI and not get arrested. Like, no. Yeah. Like, like no. That's no, just, like... that's obviously not what's happening here. <laughs> right. It's the it's a restructuring of the police system is mm-hmm. essentially what this bill aims to do. Obviously, there are going to be parts that people disagree with, and there are mm-hmm. going to be parts that I also agree are not maybe the most thought out. Mm-hmm. You know, and might you know they do still have four months before this goes through right. to like tweak it a little bit mm-hmm. here and there. But overall, I think that it's a good idea. I agree. There's like, nothing. Or sorry. I mean, in my opinion, like the only. I think, like, what stands out the most of, like, what could be iffy is the 48 hours. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I don't know police protocol. Like, 
you know, like, I feel like that's the one thing. But, but like, also, like, time will tell. Like, if that does become, like, a huge issue, like, they can readjust the bill. Yeah, it's just the biggest, that again, that, like, shooting, if somebody's trying to escape and you can't shoot at them, like, I feel like, I understand, like, wanting to catch the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But it's, like, wouldn't you want to, like... No, like you know for sure that that's the right person. Exactly. Like imagine, I just feel the guilt if you shot and killed the wrong person. I just feel like the whole like use of guns has just become like way too normalized. Oh, absolutely. Because we're so over reliant on. It's just like if someone's like, obviously there's certain crimes that vary in how severe they are, but like Mm -hmm. if someone's running away because they, let's say they do have like a lot of drugs on them, like. Do they deserve to get shot? No. Yeah. That's also a that's a line that I kept hearing during all the 2020 Black Lives Matter protests is police don't get to play the role of execution. Yes. Because essentially that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Is if police are given the right to excessive force, there will be a lot of both innocent and guilty people killed. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't that's what our courts are for. Exactly. Is innocent, if the statement is innocent and proved guilty until proven guilty. It's not innocent until police think you're guilty yeah. you know i think now it's in our society i feel like if you get arrested it's kind of like you have to prove it oh, no one's oh, thought absolutely. of it's innocent because our this is another conversation on the um what is it what is, what is the word i'm thinking for the like prison pipeline mm-hmm. in the united states prison for profit yeah that's what i'm thinking because essentially this is another conversation but to briefly get at it um a lot of prisons in the United States are privately owned, which make them a business. What can't run, what business can't run, this one, if they don't have prisoners? Mm-hmm. That inherently makes them so unethical. Because yeah. if you are incentivized to put people in prison, mm-hmm. you're more likely to put innocent people in prison. Yeah. And like, it's just facts. And with the privatization, then they like, will cut costs, like, to get more money in their own pocket, which... Oh, absolutely. The prisoners, you know, their, like, quality... Like, the the conditions are just worse. Oh, absolutely. You see them in cramped conditions. They don't get good food or mm. good health care or anything like that. And, like, that sh- it just stigmatizes people who... There's, like, there are a ton of people in prison who are trying to get out and get back into rehabilitating and get back into society... Mm-hmm. But stigmatizing it that, like, once you go to jail for any violent, or not even for nonviolent events, just, like, if you go to prison, it's on your record for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. which obviously um, decreases your chance of getting a job, decreases Mm -hmm. your chance of owning a home or owning a car, or it, like, cripples you in the fact of, like, returning to a normal life. Right, and I mean, especially felonies, Mm -hmm. because, like, I'm, yeah, felonies is what you have to put down for a job. I just feel like if a lot of people, rather than reposting it on your Instagram story, if you Googled it and found from a credible source and took, what, how long does it take you to read? 10 minutes? Yeah. 10, 15 minutes? At most. You'd probably, I mean, I agree with it. I would say the larger population should, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. It's just, the people actually saw, like, my friends who I saw reposting this kind of stuff, I was surprised mm-hmm. because I know that they're pro-Black Lives Matter, they're 
pro reform the police, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. And they were posting this. And I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. They're, like, getting it from, like, I'll call out some, like, like world star, okay, hood ratchet yeah. TV. You know, like, those, like, they're, they're meme entertainment yeah, accounts. They're not, like, real credible news outlets. Absolutely not. Like, but no one's reposting mm-hmm. from, like, AP News. No one's reposting from ABC7. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They're just taking it from face value. Right. I do. At the end of the day, though, I feel like us, like, as, like, we are journalism majors, we work at the Vedette, we do see it from a different point of view. Oh, absolutely. For sure. But that still doesn't, like, something like this, like, I don't know. It's kind of just common sense. Like, I, I, I don't know a single state that would let, like, kidnapping be a non detainable offense. Right. It's just, like, Put two and two together. For like, real. Like, we spend so much of our, as journalism majors, we spend so much of our time covering fake news in class mm-hmm. now and, like, how to determine real news from fake news, how to cover real news so that it doesn't get mistaken for fake news. We cover all of this stuff in our courses. And re- it's so crazy to see it happen right before your eyes. Mm-hmm. And especially when it affects people that you know. Like, I can, like, name three of my friends off the top of my back who yeah. I know who have reposted, like, mm-hmm. the, the, like the clickbaity headlines. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, again, that's actually, like, one of the tips that, like, they gave us in class to help distinguish fake news is if it has, like, that really clickbaity, like, mm-hmm. call, no news outlet is going to call this the purge. Yeah. No real news outlet is calling this no. the purge. It's all clickbaity, Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. social media that's, like, really polarizing it. And the thing is, too, like, yes, this is a, you know, Illinois, like, case, but, like, it says a lot too if it's all over Instagram and Twitter, but it's not on, or I mean Instagram and TikTok, but it's not coming from like, you know, like the yeah. Washington Post, the World Wall Street exactly. Journal, like stuff like that. Like, if this seriously was a purge bill, mm-hmm. you know, where they're legalizing crime in Illinois, everybody would be covering it. Yeah, not just right wing news outlets, right, from all across the country who want to take a swing at like you know covering and. Being like, oh, they're defunding the police in Illinois, which, again, we've stated is not happening. Mm-hmm. They've reallocated millions of dollars to the police. They're just having them spend it differently, and the police are getting really mad about it. Right. It's like, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, that was the <laughs> other thing. is um, So body cams are really popular now in mm-hmm. police organizations, but they're not mandatory, which is one, the one last thing that I wanted to touch on with this bill mm-hmm. is it makes police cams mandatory, which, again, touches on police accountability. Right. Which is what I think really at the core of this issue is this legislation is helping people in need. The majority of the population will benefit from mm-hmm. this bill if it's implemented correctly. I mean, it, it, it benefits both, too, because if you're a police officer, like you do your job the ethical way, you shouldn't feel the need to, like, you shouldn't feel, like, weird that you have a body camera, in my opinion. Right. Like, if you're doing your job, you're, it, it says something if they don't want to wear it. Right. It says, like, something is said more than that, that way, if they, rather than them wearing it. And in this article um, from Capital News, Illinois, it says that, um, all law enforcement agencies must have body cameras implemented by 2025 and that $30 million is getting um, dedicated to local law enforcement for um, these body cameras um, beginning in the 2023 fiscal year budget. Yeah, and it's like 
there are also exceptions for there are cases where police can turn off yeah. their body cameras. Mm-hmm. It's not like it has to be on 24-7, oh, yeah. which is why they're taking so long to review footage. There are there, It literally names situations where it's like... Um, Victims of a crime, witnesses, or If community the police members. is inside a correctional facility, mm. if they're inside their patrol car mm-hmm. that has a functioning camera system, it doesn't need to be on. You know? Like, mm-hmm. stuff like that, where it's like, it has exceptions. Right. And, and it says here, too, that, like, victims can request that the camera be turned off. Yeah. Like, so there are plenty of mm-hmm. outlets to, like, accommodate people. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, like you were talk- talking talking about this earlier, is that people just need to know how to differentiate. More people need to be aware of how to differentiate fake news. Yeah, I agree. It's just, like, yeah. I feel like as a journalism major, like, I can say, like, oh, just, like, Google it. I mean, like, we learn specifically about how to distinguish it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in that way we are a little bit more educated about it. But I feel like at the same time, like, you can find, like, a credible news source. Or you can, like... All it takes is one, oh, really? Mm -hmm. And then Google it. Yeah. Like, that's all it takes. And then... But then also on top of that, I guess, like, like, like I said, a lot of Republican news outlets have been covering this compared to um, more liberal news outlets. It's also being able to distinguish that and yeah. identify the bias in some Because mm-hmm. some of the stories that I clicked on only had like three or four paragraphs, which is clearly not going to give you enough information about the story right. compared to this nice, long, well-in-depth piece. Mm-hmm. Shout out Grace Kinnikett. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like just, I don't know. We say common sense, but like we said, we're also more equipped to handle it. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I feel like also like the whole like, kidnapping arson second degree murder like to me that's a little like i don't think that like a cop a judge is just gonna say like to a kidnapper oh we don't detain like no yeah that's just like like, your lawmakers at least sometimes know what they're doing mm -hmm. you know you think in this case that they'd allow it to happen like come on people seriously but yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode of Tea Time. This is your friendly reminder to always research everything you hear on the internet. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban, one of the news and features editors at The Vedette. And I am your other host, Erin Gessert, also a news and features editor at The Vedette. And we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>